right, turn the mic up. Thanks for stopping by again, everybody. This is Less Understanding, coming to you live from the Less Understanding Studios. That means I'm standing in my kitchen. For all of you who have been listening, thanks for tuning in. We had some uh, some rambling road segments or podcasts, I guess you could say. There's more of those to come. Um, just trying to find some better equipment to make the audio better. I don't even know why I try, but, you know, I like sounding a little bit better. This headset I use here for my home studio in the less understanding studio in my kitchen. Um, it's a Turtle Beach headset, kind of like one of the ones you would use for video gaming. I had a friend give it to me not too long ago because, well, he got a double shipment. The company sent him one to replace his broken one. Fixed his broken one and send it back. So he's like, here you go, dude. Here's a free $7,500 headset. I was like, thanks, dude. You know, because that's what we call each other. We call each other dude because we, we've always wanted to live in California. We watched uh, the Three Ninjas a little too much growing up, a little too much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the California Ninja references. Beverly Hills Ninja, that was a good movie. Chris Farley, rest in peace. Man, that guy was good. I just watched a special about him the other night, about kind of like his last hours. I'm addicted to these things. I always get, I always like to make fun of people who watch reality TV shows. And then I watch some of the weirdest shit. Like, I think it was on Reels, and it was like, the final hours of Chris Farley. We'll look through his autopsy and see if we can determine his cause of death. Spoiler alert, it's always the same as what the autopsy that was done in like 1990 something revealed always not just this one everyone everyone they do because it's not just him he's not the only celebrity that's died of note jim belushi i watched one on him chris farley actually idolized him said he wanted to die just like him well he pretty much did same age and everything 33 years old man the young ones always go quick him mitch hedberg one of my favorite comedians Overdosed on drugs. I mean, the appeal to the appeal of drugs to these celebrities is just crazy as shit. It's nothing new. I don't even know why we're talking about. It. It's just something I did. But if you get a chance, check out Reels. They have all kinds of stupid shows like that. And when I say stupid, I mean stupid fucking interesting. Because seriously, yeah, some I was just like lost in the world of Chris Farley for like an hour, and I DVR'd it thankfully, so I didn't have to watch commercials. I think we went over this in a previous podcast, but. Who the fuck watches? Why do they even make commercials anymore? Now they've caught on, and when you go on YouTube, you got to sit through ads all the goddamn time. Come on. I came on here to get away from that world, and now YouTube's like, hey, we can make some money. Everybody eventually always sells out to this shit, you know? They're always going to have ads. I can tell you one thing. The Less Understanding podcast will probably never have ads. I can't say for 100%. Maybe it gets picked up, you know? I get to be on Sirius Satellite Radio probably not going to happen more than likely not going to happen but as long as it's here i mean i pay the bill every month for the rss feed or whatever you have to have to make this podcast happen i'll be honest with you it's not very high i paid for this app that i'm using it was ten dollars so yeah i'm in the hole on this one but for me it's kind of like therapy i don't have anybody to vent to i could talk to myself and that's pretty much what i'm doing sort of But the feeling that some people are listening to my voice somewhere, it makes me feel a little bit okay about it. Just a little bit, not a lot bit, a little bit okay about it. 
that's why I always say I appreciate you guys listening. You know, listen to me walk around my kitchen slash living room. We have an open concept, as they would say on HGTV. You can walk from living room to kitchen without running into a wall. You know, they also make doors for that, but we don't have door between our living room and kitchen, which is just wide open. Open concept. If you watch HGTV, let me try that again. (laughs) If you watch HGTV long enough, you'll hear that phrase uttered. Literally like a hundred times in a half hour show. Open concept. I like the open concept. Here's another one for you. Shiplap. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It's basically just horizontal boards running along the wall. It's what they used to put under drywall in old houses. And now everything's just becoming so trendy. It's like, hey, take down that drywall they used to cover that up. Let's just use the skeleton of the place. That's, that's the new trend. That's pretty much what it is. Shiplap and open concept. Hardwood floors, big deal. I fucking hate hardwood floors. I've got a bunch of dogs. When it rains outside like it is now, in January, for some fucking reason, has become monsoon season. Thanks a lot, global climate change. Thanks a lot, Obama. That's who I blame. I blame the president. You gotta blame somebody. You know? It's all of our faults, but... As a human race, we have torn apart and desecrated this earth, and now it's raining in January, and I can't keep my floors clean because i got to take the dogs out, and the dogs' muddy-ass paws come in and all over the fucking floor. And i got to clean it up. I don't like doing that shit. I don't know anybody that likes cleaning, but definitely not me. So that's what's going on in Ohio. It's January. It's fucking raining. It's 50 degrees. Why not? You know, and a lot of, you'll hear a lot of stupid people say when it gets like negative 20, like, yeah, how about that global warming? <laughs> and I know they're trying to make a joke. Well, I don't know necessarily with everybody, but for the most part, you can tell when someone's like trying to make a joke about it, like, oh, I get it warms the opposite of cold and it's really fucking cold out. So you're saying global warming. I get it. You're so fucking, you're a superstar. You're a superstar. I hate that. It's about... It's about as annoying as we just went through New Year's because, like I said, it's January. It's about as annoying when you're leaving work right before that New Year's break if you're lucky enough to have one. And the guy says, hey, hey, see you next year. Like it's some fucking hilarious joke that no one's ever thought of before. See you next year. Because it's in like, you know, three fucking days. Yeah, so see you on Monday. How about that? Quit saying stupid shit. See you next year. God, the first time somebody said that was probably the only time it was ever funny. And after that, everybody's just like, I'm already tired of it. It's pretty stupid. See you next year. <laughs> or when you fall down as a kid, you know, nice trip. See you next fall. <laughs> All that shit. My favorite is see you next Tuesday because C-U-N-T spells cunt. See you next Tuesday. Shouldn't really be an anagram because see you next Tuesday is S-E-E-Y-O-U. So it'd be... <laughs> S-Y-N-T, so the sint. But in order to make it work, it's C the letter, U the letter, and then next Tuesday is anagram. So you got to go a long way to get that one to work, but somehow everybody figured it out. So that's mine. That's my favorite. See you next Tuesday. Thursday works too. See you next Thursday. I don't know why nobody says see you next Thursday. Go ahead. Maybe it's that th sound, the t. And, and Tuesday is a hard T. Because you really want to put a cunt. It's not cunt. 
It's cunt. There, I just explained that to you. Now you know. Tell your friends. Dropping some fucking knowledge on today's episode, aren't I? Hey, speaking of dropping some knowledge, the presidential inauguration is tomorrow. The presidential inauguration. Let's 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 do a segment we haven't done in quite a while, mostly because I don't like doing it. But let's ah, fuck it. Let's roll into it. Politics. So President-elect Donald Trump will be sworn in as the 45th President of the United States on Friday, January 20th, 2017. The Simpsons called it, folks. The Simpsons called it. Adam Carolla called it on his podcast. Don't know if you listened to that, but that's what got me started in podcasting. Well, I'm sorry, it's the first one I discovered on my own. My friend introduced me to the Joe Rogan experience, and it's all fine and well, but I just don't have three hours to carve out of my day to sit and listen to Joe Rogan talk. Adam Kroll is more sensible. It's about an hour, hour and a half. And I don't know, I've got a half hour commute to and from work. You guys know that if you've been listening to Rambling Roads. Oh, anyway, I don't know why I got so excited about that. But uh, anyway, so Adam Kroll mentioned it on his that he talked about it in his book. I think it was in 50 Years Will All Be Chicks. Um, But yeah. So a lot of craziness going on with the Trump presidency, um, the presidential election and all this bullshit. And it's, it's funny because it's the second time I can remember in my lifetime where everybody got all pissy about the guy winning the electoral college, didn't win the popular vote. And it, and it's only happened twice in my lifetime. And both times it was a Republican (laughs) that won that, that uh, the Republican that everybody said was Hitler, that won (laughs) the Electoral College, but didn't win the popular vote. And then, oh my God, the arguments ensued. Because it's like, oh, well, our favorite person didn't win, and I'm a delicate little snowflake who's been told I'm perfect and special my whole life and been given participation trophies, and now I'm finding out what it's like to lose and be on the wrong side. And, well, arguments ensued about Electoral College. Why do we have it? Let's abolish the Electoral College. Yes, now let's do it. Why you, you weren't saying anything about it before the election. So it makes complete sense that you've always thought the Electoral College, when you say that, you hear, I've always thought the Electoral College was unconstitutional. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I know I didn't mention it before when, you know, it wasn't about to benefit us if it didn't exist. But, uh, but yeah, Electoral College. Yep. And then you got all the crazy motherfuckers on the, on the Trump side. So I'm going to get to both of you because I don't, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm definitely not a Hillary supporter. And this whole thing, it's, it's like, you know, I try to stay neutral. I try to, try to stay right down the middle. I don't know what the next four years holds besides a lot of good fucking gigs for Saturday Night Live. And a lot, and hell, it's longevity for Alec Baldwin. It's going to launch a whole new career for him. He's, he's already been impersonating Trump on Saturday Night Live. So, hell, <laughs> Got to keep it going now. He's got to be really happy about it. Although he'll tell you he's really pissed, which is bullshit. Because you and I both know that money drives, money and fame and people looking at him drive those motherfuckers more than anything. So, and, I, and that's another thing. All these celebrities just coming out of the woodwork talking about, well, I think this and I think that and blah, blah, blah. Look, just because you're an actor or actress doesn't mean you're smart. I, most of the time it means the exact opposite. 
you know, there are some actors or actresses that are that are really smart that that have their degrees and they're all you know highly touted and all that shit. But to come out and just assume that because you're in Hollywood and you're in movies that people should listen to you and that your opinion matters more than mine. Well, I would say it's a little narcissistic, but it's not. It's a lot narcissistic. But for them, that's just everyday life. They've been looked at and just gawked at and just, oh, everybody's just so, oh my gosh, is that Ben Affleck? Oh my gosh. And they've been just like treated like gods, like, like pretty much for most of their lives, at least the very successful ones. <laughs> They're coming out. Trying to say, well, I just, I can't believe the way this country, and I can't believe people in this country were so stupid. And it's like, you do realize he won the, the presidential election, which means even though he lost the popular vote, pretty much half of this country, population-wise, half of this country voted for him. So you're basically calling half of this country stupid. Now, I'm not very bright, but apparently neither is Meryl Streep. I'm just using that because she's just one of the latest who <laughs> hers was fucking stupid. Anyway, she's just one of the latest to come out like this, but you're calling half of your viewers in the United States, potentially not everybody watches movies and loves the stars, but just for, for argument's sake, you're calling half of the population of the United States stupid, just coming out and calling them stupid. Now, you want people to watch your movie because if they do and they pay money to see it, then the movie makes money and then you can make more money. Something just doesn't make sense with that. You know? The people are the reason that you have the job you have. It's pretty much cut and dry. The people are that reason. Nobody gives a fuck about you as much as you do. I, I just don't understand why you'd come out and call half the population of the United States stupid. But they did. But they did. And I say half of the population because it's not half of the country land-wise. See, here's the great thing about the Electoral College is that if we didn't have it, we might as well let New York and L.A. and Chicago and all those major metropolitan areas determine exactly what we do in the United States of America. Well, the great thing about it is there's a lot more land that is not inhabited than there is that is in that sense. Now, I'm not saying that there's no people around, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about country folk. I'm talking about middle America. I'm talking about your farmers. I'm talking about your cowboys. I'm talking about your oil well drillers, you know, people that live in bumfuck Egypt, if you will. The, the flyover states, middle America. You know, that sort of thing, to borrow, borrow a line from Polly Shore in Son-in-Law, which is a great movie. He gets a bad rap, I don't know why. Come on, everybody, support Polly Shore. Anyway, but you'd basically be letting all the major metropolitan areas and all the fucking hippie libtards up there, or conservative asswads, which, whichever way it goes that year, tell you how to run your farm. In, in an if-so-facto way, or tell you what you need to do with your cattle or your sheep or how much money that you should have to pay in taxes if, and how many hours you have to work to get overtime, anything that can be brought up on a bill. Basically what I'm saying is you let these people in the metropolitan areas, you would let them speak for the entire 
census of the United States, and that just doesn't make sense. And that's why the Electoral College exists, to give people a fair shot, to give Wyoming a close to fair amount of a shot against a big state like California, if you will. I'm not trying to be educational, I'm just saying. So the Electoral College does need to exist, okay? <laughs> it just does. The last time this happened was when Gore won the popular vote and Bush won the electoral vote, and it'll die off just like it did back then. I mean, I think it already has. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just now talking about it. I mean, this was, this, this was shit like two or three months ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shit, maybe two months ago. Anyway. But to get to the, the, the bigger point, tomorrow is the inauguration of Donald Trump. Now, there have been people that have been like... Because social media, you're just such a hardcore warrior to come out on social media and say, you know, just harsh things to people. I mean, that just makes you a total badass and a stand-up guy or gal. People coming out like, oh, somebody please eliminate Trump for us so we don't have to worry about this anymore. And talk about assassinating the president. Like, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Like, where does this go? Just make him die. Like, he's going to affect your life. No, Trump is president, and the media told you to hate him, so you hate him, you know. Now, if the media decided all of a sudden they wanted to turn it around and make sure Trump looked great, they could do that, too. You are a sheeple, those of you who just follow blindly into the night watching Channel 11 News tonight, why drinking water is bad for your health. Ever wonder why the water has grains in it? No, I didn't, because my water doesn't. Check out Channel News at 11. For the answers, I better check out the news. That's why. <laughs> anyway, man, I get off on a tangent. But yeah, so people are like, so please assassinate him. And then I saw this one post. I've unfollowed so many people on Facebook. Not unfriended, just unfollowed because I'll start drinking a beer or something and I'll just be chilling out and I'll start looking at Facebook, you know, when I'm taking a crap because that's usually when I do it. And I'll see somebody post something and then my filter's off and it's hard for me to stop my two thumbs from typing shit. So I'm just like, man, oh, I want to type it. I want to type it so bad. And then when I have my beer brain going on, I'm like, fucking say it, man. Fuck it. Speak your mind. And then I turn into one of those tool wads I make fun of who talk shit on Facebook. And I'm not really talking shit, I'm just arguing. Arguing on social media is completely and utterly useless. 100% waste of your time, you'll never get that time back. And I am guilty of doing it a lot. And that's why I started to unfollow people so I wouldn't see their stupid posts. Until maybe after the election was over. But now I realize he hasn't been inaugurated yet, so I sh shouldn't have unfollowed some people. Anyway, long story short, see a post someone shared of a post that someone else shared. So they shared someone else's post, you know, because you can't be creative and write shit on your own. I'm sorry I took a jab at you, but you deserved it. You're an asshat. Anyway, this guy writes something along the lines of, and of course I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. A tragedy is about to happen in the United States on January 20th. This man is getting sworn in as president. You wouldn't believe that it's not a joke if I told you it wasn't, but it's true. It's not a joke. And we need to boycott. Don't watch on TV. This man loves when people have all their eyes on him and he just gets off on that. So let's just boycott the inauguration. Hashtag not my president. Very heartfelt. Very, very heartfelt. Just straight from the heart.
Oh, you poor, poor little sweetie. You poor little snowflakey baby. Listen. Again, not a Trump supporter, but I am against people being stupid fucking pussies. And you, sir, are a stupid fucking pussy. Boycott the inauguration. Okay, that's fine. That's your right. That's fine. But he went on in his article, and I, I might not have paraphrased this, so I apologize, to talk about how he's one of the greatest threats that this world will ever see. Yeah. Not cancer. Not ISIS. Not the Kardashians. Just him. He's one of the greatest threats this world will ever see. Not the Ebola virus. Not Zika. Not the bird flu. I'm going to keep naming diseases, people. <laughs> but you get my point. Not Banana Republic. Donald Trump. Who, if so facto, probably shops at Banana Republic. I mean, he is a rich white guy. Not that you have to be rich to shop at Banana Republic. Or white. Just saying... Mostly white people shop there. It's kind of like Panera Bread. You ever want to find a big old group of white people? Find your local Panera Bread. That's where they'll be. Eating microwaved food that they're charged $10 a plate for. <sighs> Fuck it. $10 salad. Pff, right out of the fridge. Pre-mixed. I hate Panera Bread. Anyway. So yeah. Boycott. It's going to be a tragedy. It's an American tragedy. Pearl Harbor was a tragedy. Lives were lost. Families were pretty, like, destroyed, losing their loved ones. 9-11, buzzword, but 9-11 was a tragedy. Thousands of lives were lost in an act of terrorism, the likes of which we haven't seen since Pearl Harbor as a nation. But Donald Trump is going to be the biggest tragedy in American history. And, you know, he went on to do what all stupid people do and what all people who don't like a candidate always do because, well, it's the lowest hanging fruit possible and their feeble minds cannot construct anything other than the simplest things. He went on to say how Donald Trump is literally Hitler, to which I replied, Donald Trump can never be literally Hitler. Actually, no one ever again, ever, ever, ever could be literally Hitler. I think you're misunderstanding the use of the word literally. I am literally talking right now. That is a true statement. If I said, I am literally a pumpkin. I'm not. I'm not a pumpkin. I can never be a pumpkin. Doesn't work that way. Now, if I was a pumpkin, I could become a carriage. I've seen Cinderella. That can happen. But I cannot be a pumpkin. Literally, no. Figuratively, maybe. Maybe I could be a figurative pumpkin. Literally Hitler. Yeah. So right away, right off the bat, I knew this guy was really smart and he knew what he was talking about and I should follow everything that he said. I'm not going to be watching the presidential inauguration tomorrow. It's not because I want to boycott Trump. It's because I'll be at work. Because i got to make money to pay bills. I'm not saying he doesn't have a job. I'm just saying. I've got shit to do, people. I'm going to move on. He won the election. It's over. You lost. Get the fuck over it. And I said he won the election, not we. So don't misconstrue that. Because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. It's going to be a crazy four to eight years, depending on who they put up against him next. <laughs> if you want my honest opinion, if they were to put Bernie out there, Bernie probably would have smashed his ass. <sighs> so the Democratic National 
committee or DNC or whatever the fuck you call them, them putting Hillary out there, that probably, I mean, that was the biggest shot in the foot they could take. This is how bad Hillary Clinton is. Her first time, she didn't even get nominated. Barack Obama did, became the first black president in the United States. And I say that not in a derogatory way and not in any racist way, but a lot of people are thinking, a white woman versus a black guy, who's going to get the benefit here? Not her. No. Nobody likes you, okay? Nobody, sweetheart. You're you're a little bit cunning. Well, you're a lot bit cunning, but you're a conniving, two-faced, fake-ass bitch. And everybody knows it. Even the people that supported you knew it. Hell, I didn't see anybody coming out on Facebook talking about how great Hillary was. All the talk was about how shitty Trump was. The whole fucking race was based on how much worse they are than I am. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Wow. It was awesome. We should be proud to be Americans right now for that shit. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so the election's over. Get the fuck over it. They won. Trump won. He's going to be the president. And that whole hashtag not my president thing, here's the deal. Um, you don't get ju- just get to say, like, not your president. You know, it's like the people who said they would leave the country if Trump was elected. As far as I know, they're all still fucking here. Okay, Whoopi and Rosie and all you dumb fuck. Miley Cyrus, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we didn't want you in the first place. Half the people that said it, it's like, we didn't want you here anyway. Fucking leave. Please get the fuck out. But they're still living here. So it's just another reason why you can never trust actors and the Hollywood elite because they're always going to lie to you. That's their job. They get paid to lie to you. They get paid to be people they're not. Okay? Yeah. Anyway, so that's enough for politics, all right? Let's put me back in a better mood right after this. Politics! Whoo! That was a rough one to get through. I spent a little bit more time on that than I wanted to, than I initially intended to. Hey, man, I've got to make some grilled cheese and tomato soup. But before I do, um, there were a couple of segments I wanted to get to. I'm not going to get to tonight, but we spent almost a half hour together. I just wanted to spend some time talking about my weekend. Had a fun weekend. Went to see one of my favorite country singers. And no, I'm not talking about Luke Bryan, because Luke Bryan's a little bitch that wears a sister's skinny jeans, okay? And for all of you who get offended by that, you should get offended by it, but you should be more offended by the shitty music that you say you love, because it's all carbon copy bullshit that you've heard before. It is. It's shitty fucking music, and you're retarded for loving it. I'm saying it to you right now, to your face. Saying it to your face, okay? No, but Aaron Watson is who I'm speaking of. I discovered him a few years back listening to Pandora. I was listening to the George Jones Pandora station delivering pizzas when I was a younger Travis. And came across this guy, heard a, I think it was off a live album at the time, and heard one of his songs, and I was just like, man, I really dig this guy, you know? Got to find out where he's from. Don't hear him on the radio. That's probably a good thing, because all the shit you hear on the radio sucks. Well, come to find out, he's Texas country, and he's from Texas. And I got his CD that came with a DVD of his live show, and I popped it in, started watching, man, and I was just like, dude, this guy is pretty freaking awesome. And his whole thing is putting the cowboy back in country, and and basically, Texas has a whole, it's all like its own country music scene, and it's as awesome as you would imagine. They still keep it old school. They still sing 
like sing the songs like they mean them. The lyrics mean something. They all still write mostly their own music. I mean, unless they're doing a cover or something like that. They still got fiddles. They still got steel guitars. Because let's face it, if you don't have a fiddle and a steel guitar in your in your songs, you know, you're not fucking country. None of that fake tinny fucking soundboard fiddle. I'm talking about somebody really playing a fucking fiddle, okay? Somebody really playing the, the steel guitar, the slide guitar. Man, you get those two together and magic can fucking happen. <laughs> this guy's got a fiddle player in his band. It's pretty fucking sweet. And, uh... He, uh, when he starts introducing the band, you know, and the guitar player does his guitar solo, you know, which he fucking, the electric guitar player, he can fucking rock. And he's a real big jack dude. I think he spends a lot of time working out. And then Aaron will introduce his fiddle player and the fiddle player starts, you know, playing his solo and then he'll put the fiddle a little bit behind his back with a bow behind his back. Start p- playing, I mean, really well too. It's not like he's just playing, playing like three or four notes. And then he'll put his leg up on the speaker, put the fiddle on the left side of his leg, the bow under his leg, start playing under his leg. And then... You know, the fun part is when he takes the, he'll always spot a couple little kids because he's all about the kids. He's a really good guy. And uh, I, I think if you give a li- give him a listen, you'll try. We're going to sample a little bit of him here uh, coming up just so you can hear what I'm talking about because I want to support the guy. He's been to Columbus, Ohio twice. Like I said, he's Texas country. So he doesn't really get out of Texas because he's not real high on the billboard charts. Except his last album, which you can find on iTunes right now, called underdog um made it all the way to the number one spot on the country charts and it was the first ever independent album to do so and that's something to be proud of that's awesome i mean that's that just a testament to how good this guy is and how many people really do like him and hopefully he never sells out and goes to nashville with all those those just punk ass bitches God. nashville sucks <laughs> not the city just the music scene there Anyway, but then the, the, he'll spot a couple kids in the crowd and he'll invite them up and basically they call it the fiddle trick, I guess, but <laughs> they'll take the bow and put the kid's hands on the bottom of it and then on the top and they'll tell him, you know, hold it real steady and the fiddle player will take his fiddle and he'll basically move the fiddle up and down the bow and his fingers on the fretboard of the fiddle or whatever you call it and he'll play a little song and it's like the kids are playing the fiddle, you know, and it's really cool. The kids love it. The crowd goes crazy. Man. Anyway. We went to the concert um, in Columbus, Ohio, and had a hell of a time, man. I mean, it was awesome. The venue was pretty sweet. It's the Newport. I don't know if you've ever been there, but uh, standing room only. You can tell when you go in the place. This used to be a fucking raucous. I mean, it's right in the middle, uh, like of smack dab in the middle of Ohio State University campus. I mean, I don't know. Just it's a pretty cool venue. Anyway, there are a lot of cowboys there in the cowboy hats. Look like a FarmersOnly.com commercial, if you will. And they, because the rodeo had just let out, they they had the world's toughest rodeo at Nationwide Arena or something down there. But anyway, long story short, we enjoyed it, except for one thing I noticed, and one thing that pissed me off. When they'd slow it down a little bit and start singing their songs and getting into it, him and the opener Zane Williams, who we'll get to on another podcast, because. He's one of my new favorites. This is the first time I heard him. He's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> trying to get through this here. We're at 32 minutes. But basically what I'm saying is, hang in there with me. Basically what I'm saying is, um, he doesn't get out of Texas very often. And last November was the first time he came up, went to that concert. And this time I went to his concert and I want to support him. So I want to get the word out there. Um, 
But yeah, when they slow the music down and you're trying to listen to these ballads and stuff, everyone around you is just fucking talking and yelling at each other. That's like, what the fuck did you pay to get in here for? To talk to each other? Fucking do that outside and don't disturb my concert going, okay? He's singing like a fucking ballad and fucking crushing it, but I can barely hear him because all I hear is... Oh my God, I'm so wasted. Oh my God. Jersey Turnpike. Oh my God. That's all I fucking hear. And I'm trying to listen to the goddamn song, people. So if you go to a concert... And you pay money to get in, shut the fuck up and listen. And then, if they ask you to sing along, sing along. And then, when it's all over, fucking shout and whistle all you want. But while they're playing the music, please, people, just shut your fucking mouths. Oh, it's so annoying. Not to mention all the drunk white girls that were, like, falling over, trying to get out, like, just laughing hysterically. I mean, they were drunk white dudes, too, but... (sighs) I was the DD, so... I got to basically cart around a few drunk people at the concert on the way home. But I love the guy. He's a great guy. We're going to take a listen to uh, one of the first songs I heard. It's basically, uh, it's the last song he's played at both shows because it's his, I don't want to say most famous song, um, but it's one of his more upbeat and, you know, cool songs that it's just, it's a perfect ender of the show. And this is on the live version um, it's called Deep in the Heart of Texas, and it's uh, the live album, so you'll have to bear with me if the sound's a little off, but um, this song's called Re- Reckless. We're going to play you a little bit of it, and then at the end, we're going to give you a longer sample of some of his songs. About us and a rush that we feel. It's the rack top down and the radio blasting. You ride shotgun and nothing but a bikini and seatbelt. Looking better than the law should have been allowing. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, so that was, I played it through the chorus for you. That's the kind of energy he comes with, and he, he, he ended this live, this first live show I ever saw was a few years back. He ended that with this song here. And it was, I mean, it was a great song. And uh, his opener, now his opener's different. His opener's a little newer. It's off the album Underdog, the aforementioned Underdog. That came out about, I don't know, a year and a half ago. I own all of his albums because, like I said, I mean, I found him, I love him, I support him. You know, it's really cool. And I bought them on iTunes or on Amazon and paid money for them. Now, at the concert, it's funny. He said, I don't care if you go out and burn the, all the CDs and give them all to your friends. Get the word out there about Aaron Watson. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do here. 
people. <laughs> anyway, I mean, he's he's a good wholesome guy. Doesn't have songs about anything nasty. He's a he's a pretty religious guy, to be honest. And you know, and I'm not a religious guy, but I'm not you know turned away by him being religious whatsoever. I appreciate the music. Here's another one. This is the the song he opens a concert with. Um, this isn't the, a live version, but this is off the album Underdog. This one's called Freight Train. I'm gonna give them that two four four on the floor like a mile off boys on did before. Got the pretty girls out there begging for more. Gotta give them all what they came here for. Doing my thing, singing my song, right on track. I'm chugging along. I'm here and gone like yesterday, rolling like an old freight train. On a wing and a prayer and a glorified greyhound bus Flying down the road, running 9-0 and kicking up dust Drinking truck stop, coffee counting birds on those telephones So you get it, man. That's, that's an upbeat song, but yeah, he'll come out to Johnny Cash. There ain't no gray can hold my body down And all the lights go down the band takes the stage and then that song ends and then all of a sudden it's like don't don't i'm gonna give them that two four four on the floor like matt love boys now sorry whoo got all carried away all right one more and then we're gonna wrap this shit up and i'll put a couple of songs at the end in their their entirety so that you can enjoy them and hopefully you know go out and download some of his songs for yourself share them with your your friends and family all right this one right here this one's off his new album, getting ready to hit in February. I've already pre-ordered it, because, you know, I'm a fan. Anyway, this is his new single off of that album. It's called Out of Style. So that was out of style off his new album called Vaquero. That's Spanish for cowboy. That's what he's doing, putting the cowboy back in country. Hey, I know I said a couple of more. That's going to be the last song I play for you, just a little snippet here. Um, after the end of the podcast, I'm going to play a few songs for you. Um, the, uh, the first song I'm going to play for you is called Third Gear in 17. Um, it's off of his uh, Deep in the Heart of Texas song. The second song... Excuse me. Second song I'm going to play for you is called um, 
Lonely Lubbock Lights. And the reason I'm going to play that song is because it's one of my favorites, and it's one of the ones that really made me decide to buy his album and, and really give a listen to it. Um, and it may not be your favorite. It's a, a slower song. But then we're going to end it up with, uh, I don't know, a namesake song of his called The Honky Tonk Kid. And it's basically him. Um, I think Willie Nelson joins him on it, but uh, that's what that's what he's known as in the circles in Texas, the honky tonk kid. So those are the three names of the songs. Go down or go out on iTunes and just search Aaron Watson, A A R O N W A T S O N, and give him a listen. He's really worth it. Even if you're you know not really hip with country music, that's still worth it. Try some new things, everybody. But. Uh, we're going to roll right into the end of this. We're coming up on 40 minutes. Hey, I appreciate you guys listening to me running off at the mouth like I always seem to do going off on tangents, but that's just the way it is. It's, it's a way for me to vent, to get my opinions out there. No one else is going to listen to it, but, you know, it, it's just an outlet for me. I appreciate you guys being here, and uh, always, as always, um, send your uh, questions or suggestions to lessunderstanding at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash lessunderstanding. And you can shoot me a tweet. I don't use social media a whole lot, but I do get the messages in the inbox. So shoot me a tweet at lessunderstand, at lessunderstand. Again, the ING was just a little too much for the Twitter engine to handle. So anyway, that being said, I'm going to leave you here with a little bit of Aaron Watson and, uh, Hopefully we all make it through tomorrow in the presidential inauguration or today, if you're listening, because this is going to be hitting uh, iTunes tomorrow. Um, but hey, guys, I just uh, want to say once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But now really, thanks for stopping by. And here's a little Aaron Watson for you to enjoy. girls had a request and what she wanted to hear was a little third gear 17 I had the keys to that old Chevrolet and you held the keys to my heart I thought fit hit the dash gate I don't kick the tire when that old piece of junk would start Yeah, it'd be smoking good I'd slam down the hood Just to see it there laughing at me On the other side of a dirty wind Still looking as pretty as you could be We sure saw a lot of miles Never even crossed that county line I would have paid the farm Take it 400 miles, can stand the test of time. Well, I left that wrong to play college ball, but my dreams would all come to an end. I should know the big leagues and every call. Andrew went and fell in love with him. And we sure saw.
Put the silhouette there in her window Was there someone who wants to look like me? I would like place to price on her heart Someone else collected the bounty now this lost soul don't know where to start I think I'm lost somewhere in hell count So I'll drive all night long Until I find where we went wrong But there's no Just those lonely love big That a West Texas wind grew colder As I left her further behind me And sometimes I stop and cry on the shoulder Cause every town I pass helps to remind Those lonely love big lights Just those lonely love big lights Oh, thank you!
wrinkled and gray But he's still got the fire And he sings on the stage Like a bird on a wire And he'll pack them in Like he always did Everybody loves The honky-tonk kid Got his first guitar when he was 15 Thirsting for knowledge, all hungry and green Strumming that six string just like Lefty did Everybody loves the honky-tonk kid Well, the honky-tonk kid loves the honky-tonk crowd And he picks them up when this world gets them down But all the smoke and the neon keep his pain here Oh, nobody knows the honky-tonk Ten million fans and a handful of friends and He'll go home alone when each night ends and He'll think about her and then twist off a lid Nobody loves the honky-tonky Well, the honky-tonky Loves the honky-tonk crowd And he picks them up When this world gets them down But all the smoke and the neon Keep his pain here Oh, nobody knows The honky-tonk kid The honky-tonk kid Loves the honky-tonk crowd And he picks them up Well, this world gets them down But all the smoke and the neon Keep his pain here Nobody knows The honky-tonk kid It won't be long the Lord will take him away He'll have sung his last song They'll place a wreath on his grave Oh, but he'll draw a crowd Just like he always did One last goodbye For the honky-tonk kid